Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hey everybody, this is Kurt Schlichter, and these are Fighting Words, the Hugh Hewitt affiliated podcast that tries and usually succeeds, but not always to remain FCC compliant. We got a big week. We got a big week and a lot of stuff to talk about. But let me get right to the thing that I think might be most interest to you people who are fans of Hugh Hewitt. I, Kurt Schlichter, will probably, now not, these things are never set in stone, but it looks like I'm going to be guest hosting for Hugh on Monday, June 6th. And being the kind of guy that I am, an army guy, an achiever, an, a guy who works ahead, I've already booked the show and I've got to say, there are some incredible guests. You're going to be like, holy cow, how did Kurt get this person? Because this person, these people are incredible guests. Now, I'm not going to tell you who they are because you know what will happen. Like Sunday night, I'll get like a call. Oh, I can't because, you know, I've got COVID-19 or a meteor hit. And then I look like an idiot. All I can say is, you know, I know you tune in every day. Tune in Monday prepared because there's some good stuff going to happen. And it's not like we're not going to have a lot of things to talk about. In fact, Maybe we have too many things to talk about. Let's talk first about what Donald Trump is talking about, right? We've got the social media world is kind of caught between a rock and a hard place and their own lefty, liberal, San Francisco-y inclinations. Just this week, we had the president tweeting things designed to irritate Joe Scarborough and you know, it's it, it it's pretty manifestly screwing with the guy. He's just messing with him. It's a lot, uh, you know, about the dead intern stuff. And it is reminiscent of what he did to Ted Cruz. He just, uh, you know, busted on him. Just broke some... I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to stay FCC compliant. Do you know where I'm going with this? Trump is a guy who messes with people. Does Trump really think that Ted Cruz's dad was in on the... Uh, Kennedy assassination? I, I probably doubt it. And does Trump really think that Joe Scarborough is behind the death of his intern? Um, probably not. Although, I, I and, and let me say here, I don't know what happened with the intern. You don't know what happened with the intern. But we're being told by the media that we all know what happened to the, media, to, to the intern. Uh, now, you know, that, that's probably true. She probably fell over and hit her head. But nobody knows this stuff. It's kind of ridiculous to get together and decide on a point of view. Now, I think Hugh has the right point of view about these kind of things, which is, well, if you don't have any evidence, it's not a thing. I'm not going to believe it. That is different than saying, well, it has been objectively determined. Nothing's been objectively determined. What has been objectively determined is is that nothing's been objectively determined because there's been no determination. So, 
No, and that is not some sort of hint that oh, Kurt, Kurt buys into this and thinks he did. I, I, I have, I have zero opinion on. It. Do you know why I have zero opinion? Because I don't know anything about it. All I know is Donald Trump's messing with Scarborough because he doesn't like Scarborough and he doesn't like Mika Brzezinski and they don't like him either. They don't like him so much that they are demanding that Twitter silence him. Now, Trump's got like 80 million followers, okay? In a way, Trump kind of is Twitter. If Trump were to leave Twitter, if Trump were to go to Parler or one of the other uh, kind of social media outlets, I think you would see Twitter stock tank. And I think you would see a mass conservative exodus. So the guys over at Twitter, Jack Dorsey and the rest, have got to be very, very careful because they are fighting... Uh, they're not fighting, they're resisting two forces. The force of the conservatives who use Twitter but think they're being oppressed, and I think they are being oppressed, and the leftists who want to cleanse Twitter and everything else of ideas they dislike. This was brought to a head with the mail-in voter uh, fact-check warning, where Twitter fact-checked Trump's opinion that mail-in voting leads to fraud. Now, that's not really something, A, you should be fact-checking, but B, the fact-check is wrong. There, there is voter fraud. Voter fraud happens, although we keep being told it doesn't. But what happened is, you know, Donald Trump puts up a tweet saying, you know, if we have mail-in voting, it's going to be, you know, vulnerable to fraud. It's going to be terrible. Which I agree with. I think that is that is probably objectively true. But the liberals do not want it to be true because they want to commit fraud. You have to understand. Fraud is part of their plan. They are actively for it. They are not against fraud. They want fraud to happen. And they want the election laws to be structured so that fraud is easier to pull off in a massive way. Now, there's simply no question about that. I don't think that is subject to any kind of rational debate. Democrats want to commit voter fraud. Period. But that's not really the subject. The subject is, should Twitter be the referee? The leftists want it to be the referee. The leftists want him silenced. They want Donald Trump not to be able, and you, not to be able to say things that they don't approve of. They have decided on a narrative. This is our non-objective truth, and that is the only view that can be given. All other views must be ruthlessly suppressed. You have to understand they are against free speech. They are not kind of for speech or exception. They, they are against free speech. And if you look at what the New York Times did, New York Times ran an editorial stating that Trump should essentially be taken off of social media. Lawrence Tribe came and said, you know, Trump should be taken off social media. Many journalists, including Tom Brokaw, said Trump should be essentially censored on social media. I find it very interesting that the media is for a third party determining what you can hear. Because you would think that the media would not be for that. But the media is. Because remember, the media is part of the establishment. The media doesn't challenge the establishment. The media, the media supports it. It fulfills it. It obeys it. It reinforces it. 
Now, of course, you have outlets like uh, the various Salem programs. Of course, you view it being primary among them. Well, you can actually hear something different. Where can you, you know, where can you hear a show like Hugh Hewitt's? Where you can get, I mean, you can get liberal folks on, and they get a respectful hearing, and they get to give you information. And you have conservatives on, and they get a respectful hearing, and they get to give you information. And the only time that there's a problem is if they act like jerks. If they act like fools, then there's a problem. There's nothing like that in the regular media. Go on to MSNBC if you dare. Where can you find except for the occasional once in a while when Hugh gets on, a coherent conservative voice. Now, when Hugh gets on and is a coherent conservative voice, they freak out. They freak out. Now, Hugh Hugh also writes in the Washington Post. And it's famous for getting two, 3,000 comments each time. And the comments are all negative. They all hate him. But it's not that they don't agree with him. That's that's not it. They want him off the paper. They want him out of their world. They do not want him intruding into their bubble. This is about bubble protection. It's the full it's a bubble full protection act that we're looking at here. And that's what this censorship stuff is. Now what's the effect that this is going to have? Well first of all us conservatives see social media as, or at least we see social media as a tool. We see the people who own and control the social media as our opponents. And we are not in the mood to treat them nicely. Look, I, I, I don't think, look, this is human nature. Let's put aside whether it's right or wrong, whether it's good policy or bad. They are screwing with us. How long, as human beings, are we just going to take it before we do something? And that something may well be something that we don't particularly like. Could we see regulation of social media to force them to uh, 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 allow us to express ourselves? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Look, you can't have a system where one side gets advantages and the other side doesn't and call it the rules and expect the disadvantaged people to play by the rules. Rules have to be fair. Rules have to be even. Rules have to be applied uniformly across the board. And when they are not, when they are not applied uniformly across the board, they stop being rules. They stop being legitimate. They start being orders. They start being coercion. They start being threats. I'm pausing here because I, I, I'm reflecting. I am reflective at this moment. I'm reflective because I'm worried. Because when you have a dual system, a dual track system, we're seeing that throughout. We see this in our justice system too with uh, what's happening to uh, Lieutenant General Flynn. You see rules that apply to one group but not another and rules that have no remaining legitimacy. They've got none. How do we run a society like that. Um, I took Hugh's advice and I went out and I found Tom Holland's book, 
dynasty. I wanted to get Rubicon, which was about pretty much the death of the Republic itself. Um, Julius Caesar and, you know, how, how the Republic went away and was replaced by, you know, kind of a dictatorship, the Empire. And unfortunately, that book is not available on Audible in the United States. I'm very, very upset about this. So I had to start on Dynasty. Dynasty is about the Julio-Claudians, the first five emperors or so. And the first emperor is Octavian, Augustus. And he, he followed Caesar, as a Caesar's adopted son. And he had a decision point. He had a decision point where he could have restored the Republic or he could have kept power for himself. And he was a creature of his times. He learned through observation and through, you know, his personal experience that, uh, you know, you don't fall back on rules. You fall back on swords. He ruled by power. Not the mas maiorum, not the, not the established rules and order not some dedication to the Republic. He understood at the end of the day, it's a gladius, the Roman legionnaire short sword that determines who has the power. And that is the power. If we don't have rules, then we have the rule of power. Now I know, You're, this is just Twitter. We're going crazy. Oh, you know, Flynn, it doesn't really matter. All of this matters greatly. Because once you destroy the foundations of a free country, the entire edifice collapses, and then you no longer have a free country. So if you're one of those people who thinks, well, we can give away justice, and we can give away you know, free expression, and we can give away freedom of religion, and we can give away the right to keep and bear arms, and everything else is going to stay static, you're fooling yourself. Try and look surprised when it all falls apart. Well, this is a little shorter than most of mine because I've got some stuff i got to do this week. But I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to do this edition of Fighting Words. Doing it in my office. Can you hear? Can you hear? That's my, that's my office chair squeaking. Drives me up the wall. I should go out and get a new office chair. But anyway. So, like I said, I want you to tune in Monday. I, mean, I tune in every day, but tune in Monday. Check out the guests. I think you're going to like it. I think you will uh, I think you will find it uh, um, pretty cool. If, what I, if the people I think are going to show up, show up. These are going to be some pretty cool interviews. I'm actually going to have to prepare. I'm just not going to be able to do it off the top of my head like I usually do. And uh, just kidding. Gosh. People have no sense of humor. All right. So tune in Monday. Follow me on Twitter at Kurt Schlicker. Go, go get my book. Now, you got to pre-order it. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It's from Regnery. It's coming out July 6th, 7th, one of those days. Just pre-order it now. I want to build up a bunch of pre-orders. That'll really own the lips. And uh, I will talk to you soon next time on Fighting Words with Kurt Schlichter. Thanks a lot. Bye.